If you don't want to pay the price to get it to be a yes or no answer inside your data, then you can buy all the tech you want in ERP space and it ain't working. That's what I've learned over time from when I started, you could be a little bit wrong. You can't be wrong at all anymore. Yes or no. And that's what I see the big digital solutions that we're going to. Even a robot needs a yes or no to make a decision. It can't have a maybe. Welcome to the Future of ERP podcast. My name's Richard Howells. I'm a Vice President for Thought Leadership for SAP's ERP Finance and Supply Chain Solutions. And I'm joined by my great co-host, IQ. Hello, everyone. My name is Akil Gar. I'm a blogger, marketer, and podcaster in the area of ERP and supply chain at SAP. And today we will be discussing how scam-based trading has become a competitive differentiator at Walgreens. And our guests are Bradley Trikta and Manash Karthik. Welcome to the future of ERP. Could you say a little bit about yourself, your role at the company, and why this topic is important to you? I'm Brad Trikta, Senior Director at Walgreens Boots Alliance. I oversee the financial systems, SAP implementations in the U.S. and internationally. And we're going to talk today about the game-based trading solution that we implemented with uh, TTS, our, our managed service provider, and how it's really helped Walgreens uh, correct uh, significant issues in its uh, legacy process. This is Manoj Karthik, the lead solution architect from TCS for Walgreens. We're going to discuss how this solution has actually helped us establish a great level of system performance and helped us mitigate the number of issues that we were encountering over the period of time. Welcome, both of you. Walgreens were recently named as a business innovation winner in the healthcare industry category of the SAP Innovation Awards for the project that you both worked on around scan-based trading. So for those not familiar with the topic, what exactly is scan-based trading? And why is it important to businesses? Scan-based trading is where we allow a supplier to use our shelf space at Walgreens to put their product on and that we do not own that product when it's in a store. Great example, the Hallmark that you see in our store is owned by Hallmark. They're in charge of putting the product, the cards in the shelf. Another great one is Rhino Gas out in front of the stores when you're walking in and out. Rhino Gas owns that gas. And what happens is when a sale happens, when a person buys a card or buys a Rhino Gas, only at the point of sale, when it moves across the point of sale with the person at the register, Walgreens owns it for one second. And as soon as it goes through the point of sale, it's no longer in the store. And then we have to pay Rhino Gas for the gas. So it's very important because of cash flow and things like that. I don't own that inventory on the floor. I'm not worried about how fast it turns. It really relies on the supplier to make sure he's putting his or her best product in because they want it to move. So it's, it's a very good thing for Walgreens from a position of not having owned that inventory and paying all that money for it to sit there to sell. It's a very good process for us to move our suppliers to. So that's scam-based trading. Go ahead, Manoj. Just to went to Brad's point, the scam-based trade process generally does not follow the typical supply chain process of placing a purchase order or a ASN and a good receipt process that we normally do. The vendor comes into the store, he replenishes the shelves, and they just take care of the inventory that is there. We have no visibility to what is there on the shelf or what product catalog we carry in the stores. So we get to know the information of what is actually there. 
what actually we have sold at the time of sale and we make the payment using that in information. That is the easier way of doing this business process. And I'm assuming that also triggers the replenishment or potentially it, triggers the replenishment. Yes, it does. It does. But the Karthik's big point, everything that you want as a scam-based trader to put on our shelves still has to go through master data and listing inside the company and approved by the merchant. So right. Hallmark doesn't get to just put anything they want to sell in our store. They have to negotiate that with our suppliers and all those articles have to be added to the catalog. And I want to be very specific because SAP really given us the ability to do this is we can be store specific and say, Hey, I want this article sold at one of my 8,000 stores because that neighborhood would buy that product from Hallmark and the other 7,990 stores can't sell that product. So Hallmark's not allowed to put it in the store. So if that thing came into the store and Hallmark tried to sell it, it would get rejected at the point of sale. They could put it on the shelf and it could try to go across, but it would <laughs> reject that at the register. And again, we'd probably charge the customer something for it, but Hallmark would get a call from us the next day saying, what's that doing in our store? So there are controls. They don't get to just put anything they want in our stores. This scan-based trading solution with SAP's master data connectivity really limits what they can put in because we say that's what they get to put in our store. So you okay? can jointly optimize what's in each individual store based on the demographics of your customers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's exactly how it works. Uh, a great one is like glasses, right? Our readers, we all have on our heads, right? When you do, when you look at the readers, just imagine the tree that's in that store is going to be constantly being filled with the readers that sell in that store to yeah. your point, Richard, right? You're not going to stock them with sunglasses in New York City like you're going to stock them with sunglasses in Florida, okay? It's exactly how it works. It, the area and the demographic will develop what they put on the shelf. And we're able to do that through SAP and master data. You have already started answering the question that I wanted to ask. So what were some of the challenges that you faced with your original scan-based trading solution? What made you change your process? I think the, the one of the biggest things was actually uh, reconciling with the scan-based trader on a daily basis what left the store the previous day to actually invoice that back or pay our supplier for selling those goods, right? So our old process was very, very manual to actually get our billings correct and paying our suppliers. We had a significant issue with getting the payment to our supplier to reconcile to the sales going across POS. And the beauty of SAP was we were able to now on a daily basis, as soon as the sale went across the register and working with TCS, we were able to that night create an actual invoice back to the supplier because the supplier doesn't invoice us. We actually create their AP invoice using SAP MRKO to actually produce the invoice overnight. And we then send an EDI directly to each one of those suppliers 
that reconciles down to the UTC for every sale in the store. So previously we couldn't do that. We couldn't tell them exactly what the UPC was and then it matched perfectly to what went out the register. Well, to our suppliers, that was a huge issue. And the huge issue with them was, what do I go put back in that store, right? Hallmark is really a great example. Mother's Day cards are just one of our biggest clients for sales. And I'll go back to Richard's earlier point about what sells at what store, right? So maybe in Deerfield, Illinois, people are buying the higher end cards that thing to you, right? And then in Waukegan or in Gurney, Illinois, none of those cards are selling, right? The issue is Hallmark needs to know that on a daily basis, not on a weekly basis or three days arrears. They want to know that they need to restock that Mother's Day card that sees that specific music at that store, okay? And that's the biggest thing that all our suppliers complained about was insight to what is selling in my store so that they can put it back on the shelf so that it sells again and again and again. So it goes to the same thing. It's my store and I want my inventory to turn. My scan-based traders want the exact same thing. They want that inventory to turn and they need the information back by store. Remember, it's by store what's selling, not by a consolidation. Because the consolidation means nothing to them. And before they got consolidation, that meant sending people out to the store to scout before they came back in the next day. They no longer have to scout any of the 8,000 stores at Walgreens. They get a detailed at UPC level every night that Karthik and TCS designed that goes out every day the next day and reconciles to the sales at the register. It reconciles to the penny, guys, every day. So the insights to our suppliers, everybody was just absolutely from our supplier side, loving what we're sending them now. Anything to yeah. add before I ask the next question? Yes. We were not able to actually generate the invoices on time as well. We were having a significant number of issues meeting the timelines of generating the data and sending it across the supply. This was not just affecting the replenishment of the site of the business process, but also we were not able to give our online customers who are actually using our Walgreens.com app to mm. choose items from the store. Click and collect line of business has a visibility, which gives you a visibility of what is the stock actually available in the store. The suppliers did not have the visibility to it because we were not giving them adequate or accurate information. So this earlier solution that we had was actually a problem for us to give them the visibility to the handle service, which was not the Walgreens application that was actually giving them the visibility of the stock availability and what is the current stock in the store so that the customer can go in online, choose the item, buy it and go and collect it at the event free time. So it kind of solved multiple problems for us by implementing this solution. So that was a key takeaway for us from a business standpoint as well. Not from a technical standpoint, but from a business standpoint, that was a biggest win for us. And obviously from a technical standpoint, we had a number of challenges in uh, mitigating. We had to keep a number of systems in sync to uh, the previous solution to generate the kind of data that we want, because this is not small volume of data. We had to 
keeps around like 14 to 15 million lines of uh, sales to actually identify what did Hallmark sell today to compare with that kind of volume on a daily basis is not something that we can match if we have paid for that exact record, yes or no. That is a significant volume to actually handle from a business standpoint. So in the example you gave with Hallmark, it's a daily process, a daily cycle of knowing what inventory has been sold, invoicing, and then them having visibility to see what, how they have to replenish. Is that the standard process that you're seeing with all of these, your suppliers that are using this? Are, are there companies looking to do sub-daily deliveries, for example? It's done every day. So the previous day sales, Richard, everybody that's in the Walgreens scan-based trading program, everyone, is one day arrears. They get the information from the previous day the next day because of the world-class solution that's in place. We don't say, we give it to everybody. There's no special treatment. Every single one of our scan-based traders gets the exact same thing. They get, I, I think the biggest thing everybody needs to understand that's going to listen to this podcast is we have over 8,000 stores, okay? And all of the scan-based trading suppliers are delivering to some of them like Hallmark in all 8,000 stores, but then yeah. other ones are regional, right? And things like that. They depend on this feed because you need to understand the way FAP works. It goes across point of sale, right? I recognize the revenue, but I also have to create an invoice for Hallmark, my Rhino Gantt, all my different scan-based trading companies. I have to create an invoice and that's dynamically the point of sale system feeds SAP and then SAP then creates the invoice using MRKO, which turns the point of sale item into a invoice that we send to each one of our scan-based trade suppliers the next day. So the scan-based trading suppliers don't even bill Walgreens at all, okay? They don't bill us at all. We create their invoice based on the sale. So they have no staff that have to create any invoices for 8,000 stores so anymore. They put the inventory there and then you send them the money. Yeah, we send them an invoice first. So that's the thing. So you guys got to understand the previous thing was you sent them the point of sale and then you sent them an invoice and it didn't reconcile, right? right. That's the history, right? That was now today is we send them an invoice that ties to an electronic data interchange at the article level that reconciles to the total invoice. That was their biggest thing. If they had staff that had to support us, it was reconciling the legacy. Hey, Walgreens sent me an invoice. Hey, does that match the POS sales they sent us? Because we didn't send them both together before they were disjointed. Now they're daily together and they don't have to have a team of reconcilers on their side anymore, okay? The other thing is it gives them an idea of what their shrink is, right? Because when they go in there and they go see things, they're also going to see things that are gone, right? So again, they're going to get an idea of what their shrink is because remember, everything that I do goes into their system as an out. So then they are thinking they've got X on hand at the Walgreens store, right? And when they go into that store... Do I have 10 or do I have nine and somebody stole one, right? So they have yeah. to adjust their trick, right? So the NM solution that TCS and Walgreens built with SAP really, really meets both Walgreens demand and the supplier's demand 
and it really caught reduction on both sides, them from a back office to reconcile and make sure they're getting the right revenue. And from us, getting those phone calls to help them on their reconciliation, right? So it's a win-win for both sides. Right. I did have another follow-on question. The scan-based trading seems like a no-brainer. What percentage of the 8,000 stores, all of them have scan-based trading, but what percentage of those stores' inventory is scan-based trading? And do you see that growing over time? I see it growing over time. First of all, I, I don't want to tell the percentage. That's fair uh, enough. That's confidential. But the platform now versus the old platform, right, where we are now, it is a solid way to start a negotiation to turn somebody from where we buy the inventory stock it to turning them into it. But you got to remember, Richard, it's the people that this is advantageous to is the people that their product turns, right? Yeah. Nobody, if their product turns and turns Don't inside of a Walgreens, they're more prone to be the people you have to go talk to. Right. The other people where it doesn't turn, they don't want to carry that value. So, but now with SAP and holistically across all our stores and our DCs, we can now see what turns and our merchants can take a different approach next time it goes into with those suppliers, right? Hey, I've got this world-class solution of scan-based trading. My SAP report shows you turn really fast these products. Maybe you want to turn them into X, right? Because I don't have to process inventory then. I don't have to do store receipts then. I don't have to process any claims. It's a closed loop solution. And and that's the whole thing. Another great thing about the solution is no human being touches it, which is we just watch it. Yeah. There's no op- opportunity for human error in the process. Nope. There's none. It's all built from EOS is the starting point, right? And then after that, it all goes into SAP. The only challenge with uh, many of these uh, suppliers is the volume of items that they carry in the catalog. So as long as they set up the catalogs, as Brad explained earlier, properly, that's the only conversation between Walgreens and the actual supplier when they uh, set up the catalog. After that, it is purely the supplier's responsibility to replenish the shelves. And it's all, once he does that, it's all, the system takes care of the intricacies of the entire process in a seamless way. There is no manual intervention anywhere. And the sale comes through from the POS. It comes through to SAP car. SAP car does what it is expected to do and then gives the information to SAP S4HANA. And then we are able to generate the necessary information of tying the original sale to the actual invoice paid from MRQ. So it's a completely seamless process with no intervention. We have no need for business users to actually sit and work with the supplier on the supplier KPIs to meet on their and traditional uh, supply chain process of like, okay, how fast they are able to meet the A's and timelines or any of those processes are all remote here, which is a significant amount of work reduction for the Walgreens business team as well. Yeah. Richard, I want to touch on with you and, and with the, with the, with the audience is uh, the significance. And I, I, I think it's the uh, unsung hero inside of, uh, of, of what happened is, is how we use car in this solution, right? We're 8,000 plus stores and our suppliers, they stock our shelves based on 
the UPC, right? So the UPC, like Manoj said, is their lifeblood. So they want to know at the UPC level what's sold. And Walgreens goes to the article level, right? So a Mother's Day card going across our register says Mother Day card, right? And okay. it's at an article level. And it has a hundred Mother's Day cards that yeah. when they go across, it's, it's it's $5 every one of those, but it's just a Mother's Day card. But POS also, when it does it, it's UPC to article, right? Walgreens does article. All those guys want it back at UPC. Yeah, because they so, need to know exactly what they've got to replenish. Exactly. exactly. And so the issue is 8,000 stores, Hallmark selling on Christmas Day, our record, our day as a sale, our biggest day is the four days before Christmas, yep. right? Our scam-based trading is we built this solution to, to fit our worst days, right? Our worst days are four days before Christmas and Mother's Day. They're just ginormous. And there's no way SAP Honda and MRKO could take that load of data at the UPC level, Okay. So the out-of-the-box solution for SAP is to use MRKO at the UPC level in HANA, but there's no way it could take off because of the volume. So working with SAP and PCS and Minoja's team, we designed that everything goes in the car, okay, at the article yeah. UPC level. And then we summarize it to run MRKO at the article level. Okay. And we send and create our EDIs out of car that reconcile back to the MRK invoice in HANA. And that's the incredible thing that we did is we've tried and tried the solution. And Manoj knows this. We tried, we worked with SAP because we rolled out scan based trading. We didn't big bang it. So we went with small regional scan based people and and such and kept moving forward. But when we started to get to our big guys, like the eyeglasses and our larger suppliers like Hallmark, the delivered SAP couldn't work. Right. So that was where- It didn't need that level of data as well. You've now put the level of data, the level of information at the right places. You right. only needed a certain level of detail at the business system level. You needed the detailed level when dealing with the supplier. Exactly. exactly. And so Minoj and them designed that all our EDI work comes out of car when creating right. the EDI to go back to the supplier every day. And then he matched that after the MRKO and invoice creation had it at night and he amped it going back out so that it matched up. So our invoices tie to the penny when they go out with the EDI. That was our biggest complaint from our suppliers is our invoice didn't match the EDI detail. Now right. it does. It's perfect. hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. And it's perfect. And it goes out every day. And our biggest thing, like Hallmark staff and everybody's staff was always about the reconciliation. And now it, it's done on a daily basis for them. That's the incredible story of the teamwork across SAP Max Attention and TCS and Walgreens IT and Walgreens business was, this took 18 months to do because like Manoj covered it a little bit, we gradually got to where we were going to go, right? We started with regional, then we started with 
just DC scam based trading. And then we went to store scam based trading. So it was a journey. It was a journey. Bradley, you have already touched a little bit earlier, but what business benefits are you seeing as a result of this deployment? Are there any numbers that you can share with us? I think from our benefit, it's just the accuracy, right? Ourselves, right? On our side, calls, power, health, desk, our, we don't have any anymore. We don't get them for scan-based trading. Uh, so I would tell you it's the calls in and the reconciliation and the fight. We don't have it anymore. We, we don't have it at all. I believe our loss of suppliers moving out of scan-based trading because of those errors, we're actually increasing scan-based traded suppliers now. We're not losing them, okay? Because the reporting's so tight that they know what's going on in the stores. And I believe a lot of these people are taking our feeds now to be the feed into their transactional system to actually take their inventory off the shelves because they trust it now. Okay. And they really, when they go into that store and we talked about it earlier is they know what their shrink is. Okay. They know what their shrink is. And for those that are on the call, I, most people know what shrink is that broken things broke, you know, things got thrown out, uh, in the unit. Those are the units that they need to restock because it didn't come across point of sale. And then on size and volume, we haven't had an issue at all. This last Christmas, perfect. This last Mother's Day, perfect. And Fulminos, why don't you tell them we run this at night and you have everything back out to the suppliers by what time in the morning? So the sale actually comes at around 7.30 on a daily basis. Like all the sales are aggregated in SAP car and then sent across to SAPS Ohana. Uh, we get the sale and then by uh, morning, uh, because of the high volume of stores that we have, the sale comes in across the time zone from start. Everybody knows 50,000 registers at Walgreens yeah. are coming yeah. into Minoja's feed. I just understand the volume of that. 50,000 yeah. registers that can take a scan-based trade across. Minoja's collecting that in SAP car at the article UPC level. Okay, yes. go ahead. <laughs> so we collect that data. <clears throat> over the day, throughout the day, right? And then we send them across to SAPS for HANA only in the night because of the high kind of volume and uh, the kind of system processes we have throughout the day. In the night hours, we start receiving the data based on the time zone. And as the time moves around till 4 or 5 a.m., uh, we receive the data. And then we start the process of the EDI preparation where it is able to type back, post the invoice. Basically how it works is it gets the data into car at UPC level, in SAP at article level. It pays the invoices at the article level, but it goes back to car to tie the article to the original sale so that it can actually match the original UPC and then it gets it across. So for the kind of volume that we process on a daily basis, we have a huge volume of data that we have to check through throughout the time window and get them the accurate data. And we are able to do this at any given point of time. Mm -hmm. Accurately and on time to the supply. We have no problems at all with the kind of volume that we see through because not many retailers have 8,000 plus stores and not the kind of volume of data that we process through every day. Right. But it is significantly a high volume goes out. What kind does the supplier see as EDI come in on a daily basis? What time in the morning do you get it out? Because everybody remember the sale happened the day before. 
when do we tell them what they sold? By what time are they getting your feed out of car? They get it by 6 a.m. the next day. There you go. <laughs> I, I just took my calculator out. And uh, even if you just do 20 transactions on each register a day, we're, we're in the millions. So I'm assuming we're talking tens, if not hundreds of millions of transactions a day. During Christmas and Mother's Day, I would tell you there's a lot of things leaving the store that are scam-based trading at those times. Right. And it's not just Hallmark. Don't think it's just Hallmark. They're just one of many. Yeah. There's a lot of different suppliers that we have that are scam-based trading that tend to be around the holiday season. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Well, I think we're coming to the end of the podcast. We've been talking for almost half an hour, I think. And this has been a great discussion and really eye-opening about how technology is helping both you as a retailer and the suppliers, because it's a win-win, as you said a little earlier. It is. And I think this whole digitization of the business process is just going to become the norm moving forward. But we ask one question to all of our participants, and that is, if you could summarize in a sentence or two, what do you see as the future of ERP? I've been in the ERP guide for throughout my career. So I feel ERP is going to be the key point which runs businesses in a bit more fashion in an automated way where we don't have a huge amount of manual intervention. It has the ability to read through metrics that are available and then do the business decisions on its own rather than just relying on human intervention and relying on data that humans feed. So I feel down the line, we would see ERP, which would be able to do everything on its own using machine learning and AI capabilities and whatnot. But okay. that's what I feel where we would be down the line which would actually help or benefit business in a significant more way than where we are at the moment. I'm also in the ERP space for uh, the last 25 years. And uh, where I see it going, and if you want to be successful in it, Richard, it totally starts with understanding that you can't get automated without having a data strategy. Okay. Everything needs to be a yes or no answer in order for you to become digital. There's no gray area. There's no maybe. It starts with the data. And if you don't want to put the discipline in to do it, it's like buying a NASCAR and putting 87 octane inside of it and expecting it to run like a race car. Okay. And it all starts back with the data. None of this would have worked in scan based trading if our catalog wasn't cleaned when we went live. And I had a three-person team clean every scan-based catalog. So as I rolled out, everybody's catalog was perfect, okay? And that's the only reason why scan-based trading was successful. I, great, we had the volume issue and we fixed all that. But if my data was wrong, none of that technology would have worked. It would have automated the wrong information. No, so the fuel... You can't be digital without the fuel and the fuel the data. And if you don't want to pay the price to get it to be a yes or no answer inside your data, then you can buy all the tech you want in ERP space and it ain't working. That's what I've learned over time from when I started. You could be a little bit wrong. You can't be wrong at all anymore. It's yes or no. Okay. And that's what I see the big digital solutions that we're going to. Even a robot needs a yes or no to make a decision. It can't have a maybe. So again, I just don't think people really understand the significant 
that you start with the data and then the tech works. So. That's a great answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Bradley Manoj, thanks for a great conversation. It's been very interesting. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting us share what we did at Walgreen. Appreciate no it again. Problem. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll be sharing lots of information in the show notes about the scan-based trading solution and the Walgreens implementation. Please mark it as a favorite and you can get regular updates and information about future episodes. But until next time, from all of us, thank you for discussing the future of ERP.